Thank you for listening to Carter the Accountant, an economic development podcast sharing authentic success stories and personal journeys that celebrate all that it means to live a life. The big dreams, love, loss, success, financial planning, lost potential, and beyond. And now, Carter the Accountant. Brother Sam, what's going on, brother? Blessed on purpose, man. I love I that. I see you multitasking. <laughs> look, uh, look, look, in the COVID world, this is court damn near every day. So, <laughs> I can zoom drive. If I can argue with somebody's uh, freedom while on the road, I can definitely handle the interview. How you doing today, my friend? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. I'm multitasking myself, but... I wanted to chat with you. So our podcast, you know, is essentially a, a guided economic improvement talk uh, centered around authentic success stories. And what I like to say that what that means is everybody has a story. You know, we're focused on those success stories. Well, how did you get from here to there? What keeps you inspired every day? Doing the things that you do. Uh, we thought you would definitely be an interesting uh, person because, you know, you're making a lot of moves and, you, you know, you're on this this whole social uh, justice um, face. Um, so I'm going to start by asking you um, why social justice issues? Why do you deem that important? Listen, this is this is our time. Right? If not us, then, then who? The, the bell is tolled and it's who's going to answer the bell. And it's not just me by any means. Listen, I stand on the shoulders of a lot of local activists and lawyers who've done this a lot longer than me in our community. Um, however, right now, you know, this is a calling and this is what I care for. This is what I want to do. When I stop practicing law, whenever that is, I don't want my plaque to say I made a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Um, I want to say that I made a whole bunch of change. Mm. And that my little voice may have made a difference for a lot of people. So when, can we consider you the new face of the Black Lives Matter movement? I'm too humble to take that. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, I am. I, I, I will say this. I am a, a voice for my clients that have hired me. And if that voice can elevate their issues and issues of other people uh, who are likely situated, um, you know, I, I, will, I will take that mantle. But to say that I'm the face of it, um, and it's, you know, that's, that's humble. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, yeah. That's, Let me ask, are you originally from New Orleans? Uh, yes and no. That's, that's funny. So, yes, my mom's people are all from New Orleans, right? Uh, but my mom met my father when she went to college in St. Louis. She went to Fontbonne University. Okay. And so my dad's side of the family is from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. And my mom here. Then my mom remarried when I was eight, and we moved to Baton Rouge. And so, you know, I got my roots tied between those three places. Yeah, I mean, you know, one could say the same. I mean, you know, most folks are kind of going back and forth, especially since Katrina. I know a lot of folks that live in Baton Rouge from New Orleans, go back and forth commuting. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So how does Louisiana compare to the rest of the world in terms of uh, social justice? It's funny you ask that. Um, we all know the COVID maps, right? Where you have your hot spots, you have your not so hot spots, you have it where it's contained. 
when it comes to, I think, injustice in the, in the criminal justice system and police brutality and the fight for civil rights, Louisiana would be cherry red. Mm-hmm. Not red on a on, like the COVID map. <laughs> it would be it would be cherry red. It would be like this is where you need to go. Yeah, and the, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, look, man. I mean, look at the cases that we've been able to promote just here on the national level and and, and local level, just in our little small state. Yeah, we had Ronald Green. We had Trey for Pellerin. We now we have Aaron Bowman. We had the Celestine twins. We have Alton Sterling. I mean, I could keep on running off uh, Joseph Richardson over yeah, in, yeah. in Port Allen, Louisiana. So we've had a lot, and many of those have come through our office, but some haven't, and other great lawyers have had it. But it, it's a problem. You could look at the fact that we, again, if North, if the United States of America uh, per capita has more incarcerated individuals than any other um, free quote unquote state or country in in the world uh, and Louisiana is at the top of the list of per capita how they incarcerate people will you imagine folk civil rights are, are trampled on when you have those statistics you feel a lot of attorneys um, are involved you know pe- you know attorneys of uh, people of color or even other races you know do you feel that the collective support is there for this this mission? You have to. If you don't, then why are we here? Um, I have a, a multicultural coalition that's a part of my team. Yeah. Black, white, women, men, um, uh, uh, other races. So, yeah, I, I believe that. I, I believe collectively there's a collective call in this country uh, for change, for systematic change in policing, and we have to, and we have to reimagine what policing is like in this country. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to uh, Jason Williams not long ago, and you know that's one of his biggest. Very happy for Jason. Very happy for Jason. Yeah. He and I text a couple of times after the election. I'm very excited about what he's going to bring uh, to New yeah. Orleans. I am too. You know, we're seeking to do uh, create some financial literacy programs. My firm um, in New Orleans as well. You know, that's my hometown. So I'm always I always have a passion to implement change. There. I don't live in New Orleans. I live in Atlanta now, um, but I'm definitely very much involved. Uh, with the local community there. I have to ask this question. So we know that way back in the day, you know, Louisiana was a slave depot, one of the slave depots. How do you feel about the slave trade affecting justice in Louisiana? I want to hear from your perspective. Well, we can only just look at our laws, right? The Mm -hmm. recent Supreme Court decision that uh, the Ramos decision, which made um, it partially retroactive to have unanimous jury verdicts. The fact that it just recently passed um, through the state legislature to have unanimous jury verdicts in the state of Louisiana, that's directly related to race in trying to dilute the possibility of having African-Americans on juries. That's, mm-hmm. that's one just small example. Um, also, just the way that the criminalization of young black men is a problem. You can see 
discrepancies in sentencing between black men and those of uh, different hues and, and different genders. And so that all goes back, I believe, to that. I mean, it, people act like that it's so far removed. Yeah, yeah. We're not 200 years removed from that. Right, you know, you go back. Like we're on an upward go- slope or downward slope, though. I mean, all these years of you know civil rights and protesting, and you know um, those that you know that you say you stand on the shoulder of, and we all do essentially. Uh, but do you feel that you know we're we're breaking some some grounds and from the legal perspective or what? Oh, we are. Listen, uh, brother Carter, we are absolutely. We're, we're breaking grounds. Is it as fast as we want it to be? No. Sometimes is it like pulling teeth, like our good dentist friends from Xavier? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean you know it. Yes, it, it's just as sometimes at a snail's pace. It is. Do we have a ways to go? Yes. However, we're not living in legalized segregation. Maybe segregating other ways. Maybe banking and and and, and accounting things that. Uh, you you deal with and, and, and housing is segregating the ways and and our schooling it is but straight up you can't go to a place because you are black we don't have that now yeah now forgive me for those maybe there's some small small specks of the country mm-hmm. that they may or places that may have it but ultimately no I mean it's definitely night and day from where things were now that does not mean that we should be complacent. So improvement does not mean complacency. Um, we need to continue to improve. We need to continue to take advantage of this momentum that 2020 has given us. Mm. I believe that. I agree with that. There are, there are a lot of things that have happened to make this at the forefront. I think the, the video evidence of this combined with the fact that everybody was at home watching their televisions with no el- no place else to go mm-hmm. had a lot to do with the collective rage that came out that we had to go to the streets yeah so what keeps you inspired every day you know what that's one of the main questions i like to ask folks you know like you know we're all busy in our day-to-day and you know you seem to be enjoying your, your purpose uh, um, but what keeps you going every day my clients and Every now and again, it's being more frequent now to get a random uh, text message or social mm-hmm. media uh, direct inbox from somebody seeing the stuff that we've done mm-hmm. uh, that either has been inspired or just thankful for it. It's the police officers who may not come out and say it publicly, but tell me in private that they enjoy and, and they're happy with the fight that we're taking on. Mm-hmm. That lets me know that there are a lot of good cops that are out there that want to see change, that want yeah. to see change in policing. Yeah. Um, it's those moments that makes me think that, look, you know what? I'm, I might be doing the right thing. Yeah. I hope that there's love, passion, and purpose. Do you feel that you're living in your purpose? I do. Yeah, I do. I, um, I live and breathe this. Yeah. I would, if I wasn't doing this type of law, I wouldn't want to do law. Yeah. So what's in front of you then? Outside of just law and work, you know, what, what, what else is on the horizon for, for you? I'm an open book, man. I think, first and foremost, these families that have entrusted me with these cases, I need to get them justice. 
Mm-hmm. And whatever comes for me by getting them justice, I'm open for it. But I, this is not a stepping stone for something else. Uh, this is a life mission. Now, whether or not life takes me in another direction to still advocate in this space, but in a different capacity, we'll see. But right now, I'm enjoying my, my time being a lawyer. I'm enjoying my time with people paying a little bit of attention to the little voice that I have yeah. and, and helping people that need it. Well, there you have it. You know, I want to thank you for taking this time. You know, we call this a power cast because we like to get right to the point. We like to know that mission, that vision, that purpose that you share with us. Um, Attorney Ronald Haley, I'm going to I'm going to deem you the new face of the Black Lives Matter, <laughs> even though you humbly. Which, you know, which is all love, though, man. You know, we're proud of you. Uh, Gary and I both, you know, we support you. Uh, spiritually, and if there's anything we can do physically, financially, you know, uh, I have a whole firm full of people, but 14 folks in my office in Brookhaven, um, and we're excellent. So if, if you, your clients, you guys need any assistance, just let us know. We're here to support you guys. No, let's not, let, let this not be um, the last time we talk for sure, and let it not go too far in between. Yeah. I mean that. Absolutely. But thank you. You enjoy the rest of your day, man. No, you take care, you man. Y'all be blessed. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Oh, de- look, whenever you're ready, let me know. You take yeah, care. Man. All right, man. Thank you. XU. XU, baby. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Carter the Accountant. We envision a world where essential and transformative powers will help people turn nothing into something. Follow us on Instagram at Carter the Accountant.